Podcast, uh, A1 for the day one. Uh, I'm Carlin, that's the cuz. What up, I'm Anthony. And uh, I'm glad y'all came back to check in with us, man. We're gonna get into it today, dude. Um, I guess we're gonna start like we normally start, uh, tell y'all who we are and what we do. As usual, you know, we're just two brothers from southern Illinois, little town called Kelro. Uh, I live in St. Louis right now, uh, St. Louis, Missouri, cuz is still down at the crib holding it down. Um, yes, sir. And this is what we do. Like every week, we have a phone call with each other, and we talk shit. And we just decided to uh, record it and let y'all privy, let y'all be privy to the bullshit that we talk about on a semi-regular basis. Um, twenty twenty is a rough year. Kind of ended off a little, a little sad for us, but we're gonna crank it up and uh, get it going uh, in twenty twenty one and show uh, show love to the big cuz Monique. Uh, Anthony's mama. Rest in uh, peace, Marks. Rest in peace. Are we doing this for you, cuz? We're going to keep it going. Um, anything you want to add you want to start off with, cuz? Uh, let's start off uh, this week. How your week been? Uh, can't complain, man. Uh, took a new position with a new company. Start that uh, at the beginning of the year. Uh, looking to buy a new house. So, you know, throughout the pandemic that's been a little bit of a of a bright light and uh like i mentioned the last episode yo i got a shorty on the way so definitely looking forward to the baby number two congratulations you know i didn't told you numerous of times but i'm gonna keep telling you <laughs> i appreciate that i appreciate that man definitely yep but yeah um we're gonna try to do some do something a little special today uh kind of a woman-centric episode for number two Try to get some of these ladies involved and get y'all feedbacks and y'all questions. But uh, before we jump on that, let's hit y'all off with the do's and don'ts of the day one podcast. Uh, no hater talk. We don't do that. If there's something you don't like, just say you don't like it or don't say nothing. But please don't shit on us, our guests, or our topics. Um, we do all respect all the time. Please, no name calling in the comments. Keep that to a zero. Uh, on top of that, we do not disrespect women in any way, shape, or form. So uh, please hold that down. Uh, we do not uh, uh, run with that at all. And then uh, if you want us to plug your business, you know, you got to send us some merchandise to break us off some chains. You know, uh, I like the sweaters and the hoodies and the ball caps. So because uh, I guess you about the same way on that one. And then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and so uh, also, if you. Um, also, if you a sneaker plug. I, I do like sneakers. I don't. I don't discriminate. If it's some good shit, I. If I got the red, I buy it. I wear eleven and a half for the viewers. <laughs> for my for the for our viewers, I wear eleven and a half. I like Jordans. I like Lebrons. But uh, I, like I wear I wear size 12, 13 in some cases. Uh, I ain't never had a real pair of Jordans, so if y'all want to send me a pair of them, uh, we can definitely <laughs> hook that up. But uh, I'm a Puma and a Chuck Taylor fanatic, so you can send me those all day. Uh, speaking of uh, uh, plugs, if you uh, do anything in the arts, if you're a rapper, singer, dancer, sculptor, painter, draw, whatever you do, 
uh, we'll plug you for free. Just send us your information. Uh, the only thing that we ask is that you tell all your people to watch that episode the, uh, the uh, day that we air it. And uh, that's about it for the do's and don'ts of the day one podcast, cuz. Um, uh, and also, um, you're a creator as far as like you got a cricket machine, you do shirts, uh, hoodies, uh, you embroider, any, anything in that nature where you can put something on the basics, the, the, the hoodies, the, the shirts, whatever. Yeah. Hit us. Whatever we, we most definitely once we get a um a for show logo, um I, we're gonna put out merch soon once everything get the up and running. But again, people that does that just hit just hit us. Most definitely, we could work something out. But you know what, man? Uh, I want to jump into something we touched on before. It ain't got me be necessarily this week, but um. What's something dope in Black history, man? That you uh, that 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 you found, you know, the last few weeks, months, whatever, that you kind of want to share with the people. Anything, anything you got, cuz? Oh, uh, I had learned about Marcus Garvey. You know, it was a that was a that was one that he he did a lot for the people, especially. Uh, shoot, I can't really. I'm not good at numbers. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was at least over a hundred thousand people. He helped go back to Africa. He had a, a ship, in a sense. Um, a lot of people still over there, and made generations of Afri- uh, basically our people again, in a sense. Um, that was that was one. Um, let me see. It was something else that I saw. I can't remember. I, once I do remember, I, I get it to come back to me. But shit, that's that's pretty dope. Um, uh, one thing that kind of kept me up on Marcus Garvey was that two of my favorite rappers, two of my favorite MCs, Most Def and Talib Kweli, uh, together they are Black Star, which is the name of his his uh, his ship line. It's called the Black Star Line. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I remember it's, seeing that. Yeah, but that album is dope. Hey, that album would take black black folks places too. You gotta check that one out. That's uh, yeah. I think that's one of the greatest albums of all music of any genre ever made. It's easy got to be in the top one hundred. It got to be in somebody's top one hundred. Um, but yeah, yeah, I listened to uh, Liberation this morning. I took a uh, I took that's a podcast joint. Okay, <laughs> hey, you gotta relax, bro. And, and listen to Liberation. It yeah. was like that song hit a little bit different than. A lot of shit that I'd have been listening to, like I've been, like I've been going through shit. What you kind of, which for the viewers, once y'all watch, once this episode drop, y'all will, y'all would know, or even just my Facebook friends, whatever would know. But um, that song touched me a little bit different. Like I, not good at remembering shit, but I'm gonna have to go back, Lily. What you told me, sit in the dark and, and just listen to it and give it another listen. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I'm like, it was a dope cut, whatever, from Outcast. Outcast mm-hmm. featuring CeeLo Green. And Erica Badu. And Erica, okay. Let, let me yeah. make sure I give Miss Badu her props <laughs> just as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure she's not watching this episode right now, like as soon as it airs. Hopefully, hopefully one day she'll come across it. I want to make sure that she get her, her proper dues because uh, that lady right there is a master teacher and that queen definitely deserves all her props. But, uh, 
But yeah, yes. man, yes. Uh, Liberation is one of them joints. You know, I've been an Outkast fan since the beginning of the beginning. And um, yeah. and that Liberation joint, it, there's never a bad time for it. And it's like every time I listen to it, I hear something different in the song, whether it's uh, mm -hmm. a background vocal or uh, a musical chord or something that, that strikes different. And it's, it's a long song and it has parts. And it's like every part is like a different part of your life. But um, when I sent you that, cuz, like I, I, I was just following you, following your, uh, your thread on Twitter and on Facebook and I could feel your stress. I could feel it. I was like, yeah. man, I was like, cuz, cuz needs something to vibe him out. And uh, me and my daughter were riding home from school yesterday and, you know, I always have my joint on shuffle and liberation came up and I had to turn around and tell her to be quiet, eat her snacks. Cause I had to vibe out to that one. <laughs> and halfway through the song, I was like, bet cuz need this one. And the reason why I told you to play it on repeat in the dark is that when I was growing up, man, uh, my mama, your auntie, and other mother would always, always uh, uh, quote little stuff from the Bible, and they would say stuff like "peace, be still, peace, be still, be still." You know, when shit not going right, it's because you're moving too much. You're not giving God the opportunity to catch you and give you your blessings. You need to sit your ass down and be still. And so, mm -hmm. mama would turn off all the lights in the house, and we had one of them old school stereos with the tower speakers and the little equalizer bar that bounced back and forth. And that little green yeah. light is the only light you would see in the whole house. And I come in and she be in her rocking chair and she had the same song on repeat over and over again. So that's where I got that from. She would tell me like that was her meditation. That was her that was her, her chance to shut the world out. And that song kind of has a, a vibe. I don't know if you call it chakras or whatever it has in there. It like if you put it on repeat and you turn off all your other senses, which is, you know, turning the lights off. Um yeah. You would just start to black to to blank out all that bullshit noise in your head, man. It's it's a pretty amazing feeling. You get a chance to, man, just shut off all the lights, crank the stereo up, and put your headphones on and vibe about the liberation, man. That's my joint. So I'm glad you enjoyed that, cuz. Yeah. Like, cause I, I honestly need it. Like, cause ever since my mom been gone, like everybody's been, Are you okay? Like, yeah, but no. Like, I'm strong because of her. Like I'm making it because of her. Like she was a fighter to the end. Yes, sir. Like <laughs> no matter what it was, she's gonna fight till she ain't got no fight in her. Well, which is which is why we why we giving her 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 flowers. Whatever we I gave my mom her flowers before she she left this earth. Whatever in the physical form. Mm -hmm. Whatever. But it's just like. Now it's just the motivation, just more there than ever. Like, yeah, I have three little ones, whatever. Kai, Mary, and Lauren, whatever. That, that gives me that motivation. That get up and go. Every day, they don't want to be broke. Make a better future. Make a way for them. Even though they moms, they do a hell of a job on that end. But it's it's nothing like daddy love just as well. The the the, dad, the dad's touch, whatever. So I'm like, my my father been, he wasn't the the best. He did what he could. I could, I'm gonna say that. I'm not gonna shit on him because I'm grown from I grow and grown from that point of my 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 thinking stage of my life. 
whatever. Like he's he's been a big help through throughout this, just as just as well as everyone else. But I I have to give him his flowers, whatever. Even those not roses, but you know the other type of flowers. <laughs> the other type of flowers, but like I I just. Just want to give a huge shout out to everybody that's been in my corner and that's been helping me cope with losing not just my mom, my my best friend in a sense of like she had me when she was young and we literally grew up together. Whatever. So it was like a part of me like, damn, I lost my best friend, but I also gave so many other family members out of out of out of her. Branches of her, people that I didn't know, people that I did know, whatever. They become aunts and uncles and cousins and friends and in, in, in that nature. Like I appreciate each and every one of them, blood or not blood. Like I'm thankful for that. Yeah, hey, whatever. that's all we can do is be thankful. Uh your your mom's was a hell of a person, you know, my cousin, my older cousin. Um we spent a whole lot of time together, man. Like it's stories I can tell you, you know, long before you came along, man. We was kids, uh, going through the photo album, just looking back at, at us growing up. Uh, your mom's has always been an amazing person. Uh, I'm pretty sure she's cussed me out a few times about you, because you know, <laughs> I always came to steal you away and, and 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 take you away. But but one thing that that I always knew from the beginning is that your mama trusted me with you. Cause uh, you yeah. know as well as I do, there was times when you was out way later than you were supposed to be. I had to come find your ass, and I'd be like, "Oh no, he been he been with me yeah. all night." <laughs> okay, well he cool. It's okay. I just next time just call and let me know. I'm like, "All right, cuz I got you." But then it was other times where she'd be like, "Nigga, I don't give a fuck. Bring my motherfucking son home right now." <laughs> Bet hit that you and we gotta go. But um, hell, that was even a time. I don't know if you remember this. I was trying to get your mom to let you come live with me, finish out your high school. I begged her. I was like, oh, yeah. let, let Cuz come stay. She's like, nah, nope, not doing it. Because I was still kind of wild. You know, I mean, I was calming down. <laughs> but but I, was, <laughs> I wasn't I was as wild as I had been, but I'm not nearly as calm as I am now. So, you know, looking back, you know, that, that could have been a 50-50, you know. But everything worked out the way it worked out. Um, I love you, Monique. Uh, always in my heart, man. And um, we're doing this one for you. We're going to keep this, this podcast pumping. I don't care if we got one viewer on every episode we're gonna keep this thing pumping and uh keep your memory out there and keep breathing life into your name baby that's how we do it um to 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 strengthen up the mood <laughs> in a yep. sense like i love my yep. mom, miss her whatever hold on hold on, hold on. But, I'm, gonna um, cut you off. I'm gonna cut you off i'm gonna cut you off i didn't get my black history thing <laughs> go ahead go ahead <laughs> <laughs> my rude ass um i'm probably jumping the gun here but it's been on my on my head for a while bro and um with the with the with the the something dope in black history or, or in black awareness is that uh you and i both are children of hip-hop right um if yeah. if if we have a religion i had to say our religion was hip-hop uh we yeah. learned we I learned can, so much from hip-hop yeah, we learn, we've grown. Uh, a lot of our analogies and things we do in life, we learn and gathered from hearing our peers and hip hop do it. And because of that, 
uh, it's two brothers in hip hop I gotta get the utmost respect to like if we had a Mount Rushmore uh, Mount Rapmore you wanna call it that two of them faces gotta be uh, Uncle Luke Luther Campbell and uh, Jay Prince Ooh. gotta be gotta be gotta be that one touches different boy Jay, I'm t- I, I love Uncle Luke cause he, he he's he's the reason why they have parent advisor advisory on rap albums now bruh well people really we're not buying rap albums anymore right in the right form, but he fought for the culture and that can't be overlooked um jay prince um like you said not to steal your your thunder when they nah, come to <laughs> whatever but I, I i heard about jay prince but listening to a different podcast and hear, like do carry himself like a fucking boss boy like like you like you told me he didn't raise his voice Mm-mm. i even watched the video the change of facial expressions nothing he kept the same demeanor and you could tell the respect and the love oh, and yeah. the loyalty he had in that room. Oh yeah. It was Definitely. different. Like, damn, like, I want to be able to control the room like that one day. If not right. in those aspects, but just able to be in a room to where it's like that. It's like, I'm the boss, like nobody's the worker, everybody eats, whatever. But I'm the one that I go to, I can fix a lot of problems. And that guy, like, I have the utmost respect for Jay Prince and yes, Luther sir. Campbell. Yes, sir. bro, let me tell you. I'ma say I'ma say one word real quick and uh explain myself. Fuck. All right. Uncle Luke is the reason why I can say fuck and put it out in for the public yep. to hear it. He's the reason why. That, that that's and and for anybody who's gonna scoff at at Uncle Luke's contribution to America and Black America, let me say that. And this man went to the Supreme Court and won. This man took on the yeah. establishment. He took on white America, suburban America, and he won. Right. He won. Yeah. Like, like, like there wasn't a an agreement or a plea deal or he took a payout to go away. Nah, he went and he won. And and for that, like Uncle Luke deserves to be called Uncle Luke. That like that respect is 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 is, is paramount. Um and then and then Jay Prince, I'm sorry, man. If you love Southern hip hop, if you love making money as an independent, if you love seeing independent la- independent labels take off, then you love Jay Prince. Plain and simple, he loved Jay Prince. Like, exactly. I mean, uh, I was listening to the same podcast, and you know, bro said that he got love from the Midwest before he got love from the South, as far as like hmm. the music go. Because, um, I think wasn't Do or Die under rap a lot. I think they were. Poe Pimper. Uh, we can look. Yeah, it's always um, Google. <laughs> hey, the Google machine is always on. Um. But yeah, I think Do or Die was under was under rap a lot. Uh, but he said that, that that he was all in Chicago. Um uh 
Detroit, all like that. So I mean, you know, let's yeah. see what's that album. They were trying to rock a lot of uh, records. Yeah, I mean, so like that going to show you yeah. right there his like his reach. He's from Houston to Chicago. I mean, and and you can say whatever you want to say about that man. Extracurricular is a personal life. I don't get into that. I don't know nothing about that. I ain't put my name on that. What I do know is that <laughs> is that everything that man in touch that I didn't seen has blown up. And yes. he laid he laid the foundation and the blueprint for all these black billionaires and millionaires that we see before us right now. The Puffies, the Master P's, the Dre, the Shooks, all that man. Like like he laid a, a foundation for that, and 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 we gotta give respect. I mean, you just you just gotta pay your respects to the man on that one. But but yeah, back to what you were saying. I got my I got my little Black History uh, uh, dope black <laughs> dope blackness segment out. <laughs> On to something a little That'll more fun. <laughs> On to something a little more fun. <laughs> Let me ask you. Um, if there was two WNBA basketball players you can meet, two, who would they be? Past or current? Ooh. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Two. Just two. I got a thing for the Cambridge the, the Cambridge uh player. Still I can't girl, think man. of her. Her name uh, is Liz she's Cambridge. Like, she's like six nine, six eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Her and um the Lexi Brown that played for the Sparks. Nice. Lexi nice. Brown that played for um I think her dad uh used to play for the NBA in the NBA, okay. if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Whatever. Lex Lexi Brown in Cambridge. Okay, okay. Uh, my two, you stole my girl Liz Cambridge, which, by the way, hopefully my daughter get a chance to meet her. That's that's somebody I want her to meet, uh, just because I want to meet her. Like, fuck it, I'll be a groupie for a minute. Um, I like basketball. I want to meet certain people, but <laughs> uh, but for the sake of the uh, of the ones and twos, I ain't gonna double up. Uh, I'm gonna go with Candace Parker, uh, just because I mean I think every baller had a crush on Candace Parker at one point in time. I mean the woman's beautiful. How could you not? Yeah. Um, but on top of that, uh, she's highly intelligent, highly intelligent individual, and she played that game. Boy, she can, man, hey, <laughs> she can play some basketball. Yeah. Definitely. Her and um, my other one is, I, whew, I don't know if I, if, if it would be Cynthia Cooper or Cheryl Swoops. That's a, that's a hard toss-up. It's a hard toss-up because uh, I'm going to tell you right now. Either hey, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to get on the court with either one of them two. <laughs> nope. I'm a I'm a I'm a keep it at a hundred. I ain't never been beat in a gang of basketball by a woman and it ain't never gonna happen because I ain't finna play one now. Like these these women today ball, bruh. Like and the women from back yep. then too. They ball. Like if you think you finna get on this court and walk over this girl cause she a girl, you about to get your head busted and embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. She but gonna yeah, hit, she gonna hit you with the taps, tap tap. Hey man, go. the game, the game, she the game is different. She might dish it off like that, or, or she might hit you with a free player. I mean, or, the, yep. game, or with the, the game is different all the way around, man. Like like the women's game is stronger. Um, I got a cousin mm -hmm. that's a, a, a Division One women's basketball coach. I'm not gonna say the name or the school because I, I haven't cleared that with him yet. If you you know what I'm saying, like it's it's, it's a whole lot, lot lot of politics in that, so I ain't gonna clear all that. But um, I got a chance to see some of those girls practice and meet them up close, 
And uh, yeah, the game is different. W women play a different brand of basketball than they did 20, 25 years ago. And then even on the boys and the men's side, these little dudes are athletic as hell. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like dude, I had hops. I had crazy bounce, right? These dudes it got me looking like regular. Like, like the shit I was doing when I was bouncing is regular. <laughs> like, the, like you will get posterized by a five eight dude in transition. In like, transition. Like it ain't nothing. Like a regular jump. But uh, but speaking of that, I had to check myself, man. I had to check myself. Um, yeah. I automatically assume that the ballers in my in like my viewing day right the cast is my age down when they was in their 20s i just assumed they were out ball these these cats today and i had to really mm -hmm. step back and check myself because the athleticism is totally different like yeah um you know the guys back in the in the late 80s and 90s and early 2000s they were athletic as well and the game was a little more physical but i couldn't just necessarily give them the w um over over guys today because these guys are just so long and athletic. I mean you could like you can make an all star team of players from the last five years and yeah. that starting five won't have a guy shorter than six eight. You could do it. No you couldn't do that twenty years ago. You couldn't do that twenty years ago. And they play both ends of the floor. Now the part that I think would um, would favor the yesteryear players is if the game got close and you put that ball in the post because these cats can't play no post game. Ain't no paint game in the NBA. No, no not game. no more. Ain't no post game. If you get because you got your, you got the seven foot two center shooting jump shot. MB. And then you got players like like Giannis who's playing out of position, bro. You ain't no you ain't no wing player, bro. You ain't a wing player. I don't care. And, no. And this something I'm going to put out there and let everybody know. People think that LeBron was the first big man handling the rock like that. And he wasn't. Like, he wasn't. He wasn't. It's just that the way the league is constructed, he's able to play that position. 20 years ago, they would tell LeBron, get that fucking ball out your hand and get your ass in the post. Right? Yeah. So just because you can handle the rock don't make you a guard. Right, that makes you a professional. Like you're a professional basketball player. The fuck you mean you can't dribble? You get paid twenty million dollars a year, nigga. You better be able to dribble, <laughs> yeah. right? All right. right, but but like players like Giannis and Ben Simmons, they're out of position. Giannis is athletic as hell and seven feet tall. He should be doing exactly what Anthony Davis is doing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, AD got a yeah. jump shot. Like, I'm not putting AD in no three-point contest, but he can hit one when you need it. But AD is hell in that paint. AD hell with his back to the basket. I mean, straight. Cause he, he developed that game. Like, he was he was, he was was a guard. He started yeah. off like a 5'6", five, 5'8", five, point guard. It just grew. He just never stopped growing. Until 6'11", yeah. 7 foot. And learned the game as a bid and he plays the game as a bid like that's what they, go ahead that's what david robinson did david robinson was six six i think he was six six 
his junior year or senior year in high school or something like that. And then he went he went to he went to college and he went to the the military and he was all of a sudden seven one, and he learned like like he had to guard moves, but he had to learn the big man game. Um, yeah. But but that's what AD actually remind me of. If he got a little stronger, uh, a lot stronger, he'd be David Robinson. Um, or, or or today's version, David Robinson. But there's a lot of players in the NBA yeah. that just just ain't got post games. They playing out of position. Um, uh, uh, ben Simmons, uh, MB, MB should never take a shot outside the free throw line. I'm sorry, dude. You're seven foot two. You're 200 and God knows how many pounds. Your big ass needs to be around the rim all the time. All the yeah, time. Yeah, because you are unstoppable on that block, dude. And and right now. Even though he ain't got a jump shot to save his life, I would take a prime Shaquille O'Neal right now over any other person 6'10 or taller in the NBA. Because yeah. because if you put Shaq in the league right now, that dude would average 40 points a game on two-pointers. Because yeah. his, and, and, and not just he like monster Shaq, but because the dude is, is he a post player. He got post moves. Like I think that's a part of the game that's missing. And I think old boy in Golden State gonna bring that back, Wiseman. Yeah. yeah but it it was more the, the analytics game. Like when she started putting the science into it, instead of just yeah. playing the game as it is, that's where it became three point shot. Your seven footer yeah. shooting. Yeah. And you you had to switch the game up for your European players because in Europe they couldn't hang with the physical play. In no. the nineties, not, not everybody. Some could. Yeah. You got players that played, but on a, on a, on a whole, nah, nah. If the if the NBA didn't change this rule, there would be no there be there wouldn't be as many Euro players in the league right now as there as there are. Uh, the first dream team, the first two dream teams showed that <laughs> in the Olympics yeah. when uh, they went over there and they tell you it wasn't that those dudes wasn't skilled. They were they were highly skilled. They just couldn't handle the bang mm-hmm. and the physicality of, the, of those players. I mean, just 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 simple right. what they was. But today's athletes and today's shooters, um, yeah, that's uh, these boys play ball. These boys play some serious ball. Uh, no, yeah, we can't forget the ladies either, though. <laughs> it's man, some ladies that, to give that to give some of these men, even in the NBA, to run for their money. Bro, I'm gonna tell you like I'm gonna tell you like this, man. These these, these women today ain't no joke. They ain't, they ain't no joke. Like it's more exciting to watch a WNBA basketball game than than an NBA basketball game. I just saw a college highlight the other day, where this lady I don't, I don't know who she was, what college. I, I I just saw the highlight of her dunking. She wasn't the first woman I that dunked before. But it's even trickling down the college, high school. These these women are dunking. Like, yeah, you won't catch them windmilling and 360 and shit like that. <laughs> but her name these women is, are dunking. Her name is Ashlyn Watkins, and she lives in South Carolina. And she dunked that ball with ease. Yeah. It wasn't no fingertip I saw that dunk. On yeah, it wasn't no yeah. fingertip dunk. She cocked that one. She went up and got it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like that's some dope shit to see. Yeah, from the from yeah. the women's side, like that's some dope shit, bro. About like, four years ago, I was at a, I was at a uh, NCAA women's basketball game, 
and it was on a fast break. And the, and this girl couldn't be no taller than 5'10", 5'9", 5'10", maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's two-on-one fast break. Point guard comes down, throws the prettiest alley-oop. I mean, she threw a nice alley-oop. Old girl goes mm-hmm. up, and she gets up way high, and she catches it almost at the rim, and she laid it in with a finger roll. The only reason why she didn't dunk it because her arms weren't long enough. A dude, mm. a dude of the same size would have dunked it. Yeah. If 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 you ever see a five eleven dude jump as high as she jumped, he would have dunked it only because his arms were longer, not because he jumped higher. But she was like she caught the ball with enough room to finish it. She just didn't have the arm length. <laughs> but I saw that <laughs> I saw that and was like, yo, these girls ain't no joke. Like these 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 ladies can yeah. play ball, man. They can play ball. They Seriously. they come into play like yeah they 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 want to get paid in the states steady having to go to Europe and China yep. and this that and the third to get paid like these women they come they they showcasing their talent like look yeah we gonna y'all bring us the audience we are gonna give y'all the show for sure for sure yeah yeah definitely um, we gonna give y'all something to watch yeah. Like, hey, it, hey. it's more to us. It's more to us than our, our features, our curves, yeah, our, our 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 beautiful faces. Like, it's more to us than just the physical attributes that you ball. see. They ball. Yeah, they ball. They, and they they, and they, they, they they gritty with it. Bro, <laughs> they I'm gritty like, with it. They talk shit. They talk shit to each other. I've all seen, in each other's faces. All that shit. They they they. They come to play. I've seen women basketball games, man, where the girl would have her hair tied back and a night. I'm saying her shit was done, like you know, her hair was done. It was done up, but she had it tied back. She had her lipstick on, and then she slapped the floor and getting get into defensive stance and lock up on defense. Like none of that shit matter, right? Like that's it you gotta you gotta respect the game, man. You gotta respect the game. Like you if got you. To. If you ain't never seen a WNBA basketball game or you ain't watched uh, uh NCAA women's game, or hell, if you ain't even watched a high school girls game lately, man, you missing it. These girls are out here playing their asses off and they need their respect and their paycheck. Like, they need some endorsements for real. Um, one oh, thing yeah. I wanna... um, It's a um, Vanderbilt College. Um, Sarah Fuller. The kicker. Adding to the... The kicker. So we gotta salute. We gotta give give her 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 flowers just as well for breaking that barrier for other she for, scored, for creating a life for other women. She scored a two point conversion last weekend. First women, first woman to ever score in a Power Five football game. Yeah, I mean, like we I get mean, that's that's no shit. Like women, like women of all all stages of life is it coming to play. They make they making yeah. themselves they 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 create they seat at the table. Yeah. Fuck that. You ain't got to give us a seat. We gonna pull our own chair up to this motherfucker. And you know what? Though? <laughs> I, you know you know what? I always said even before I had a daughter, I always said that 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 there was a place for women in some men's professional sports. Uh, in football, yeah. it's kicker it's kicker or punter. Um, it it yeah. The size of kickers. You know, it doesn't really matter. So you know, a woman's size mm-hmm. doesn't really affect that. It's just can you kick that damn football, right? Can can you get it done? Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing I thought about was baseball, Major League Baseball. I think with the given the yeah. right circumstance, the right circumstances, 
a woman could play Major League Baseball, but it would have to be a specific position. She ain't playing first base. She ain't playing the outfield just because um, the power that those, that the men at those positions generate is going to be difficult to match that at a level that makes it worth it to have a smaller person playing it. But mm-hmm. second base or shortstop, a woman could play second base or shortstop because those positions are dependent on quickness more than overall speed. And quickness isn't that much different yeah. for men than women in a, in a, in a, in a short space. Um, long as she can make contact with a baseball. And like I said, anybody, yeah, I'm saying that anybody can hit a baseball if you're trained properly and you take the training serious. Now, at what level can you hit that baseball is a different different thing, right? But but I think right. given the right circumstance, you know, if there was a, a world-class athletic woman uh, who didn't have any any children because taking that much time off baseball is difficult to recover from, um, just I don't care who you are. You take a year and a half off baseball, and it's going to be hard to come back. Um, but I think a woman could definitely play Major League Baseball. But uh, while we're giving – uh, women flowers. Uh, I want there. Let me back up. In our little hometown in Carroll, Illinois, we know of tons of playground legends that we grew up with, grew up around, and heard the stories. One of those in particular that I always have talked about, and uh, God rest the soul, rest in peace, is BB uh, Barber. Um, My cousin. Yeah, the circumstances in which she in which she passed away, I'm not getting into that. This ain't about that. This is about what I saw BB do, right? I grew up with her. That's my homegirl. Mm-hmm. That girl could ball. The only I, that's the only girl I ever played, ever seen play basketball that I wish was on my team. Cause the girl, <laughs> the girl can flat out ball. She's short as nothing, skinny as everything. She got the heart of a giant, and the girl could rock that basketball, shoot that J. She had handles. She could play defense. Like, that's, man, like like when we talk about giving people their flowers and showing respect, B.B. Uh, Barber is what I saw with my own eyes. Um, my senior year in high school, just because I was bored as hell, I helped out the girls' basketball coach, and I was a scorekeeper. So I went to every girls' basketball game. And, bruh, when I tell you, they used to get their ass kicked, but – there be games where the team would score 48 points and BB would have 42. Ooh. And I ain't talking about, and I ain't talking about she shot 17% and got 42. Like she was efficient. Like, like the team had to beat her. Yeah. Like, cause she kept them in games. I mean, at some point, you know, a team is going to beat the individual. But she would keep them in games and just run out of, just run out of steam in the fourth quarter. But I mean, that's plenty of games. Team have forty points, she got thirty of them. Team got fifty points, she got forty one of them. Like it was crazy, but yeah. So from the row, uh, my playground legend, my women's playground legend is BB Barber. So Beatrice Barber. Um, and then on the other side at Meridian, they had Portia Lane. She was just as dope. So yeah. But. Um, in case y'all wondering, this this episode is highly woman centric. This this intentional. <laughs> We're doing it for the ladies today. Uh, is highly highly intentional. Um, yeah. But you know what, cuz uh, let's move around a little bit. Uh, what you playing right now? What's your, what's on your playlist? What's listening to? Oh, so this week I discovered 
really not risk one of them I've been knowing, whatever. He's like he's like family, whatever in a sense. Um his his he goes by Rebel Man CJ. He's Chauncey, he's Lil Chauncey Hawkins. I listened to his mixtape on Spotify from start to finish. Young young man has something to say. Beats are dope. Flow is dope. I'm gonna write that down. Rebel man, like, CJ. Yes, like cuz, like you know, I'm a I'm fully for bars. Like I'm not gonna leave. You know, my generation and your generation, when it comes to music, we kind of disconnect, whatever. But he has, he was playing something. And he, like I'm not trying to compare him to Tupac just yet. Like I'm, I'm not gonna do, I'm not gonna do that to the, put that type of weight on the man's shoulders. But he was, it was some song I was listening to. I'm like, damn, this young nigga sound like pop. I'm like, it just the way he was flowing on the beat. I'm like, it wasn't the content. It just the flow. How he was just riding that motherfucker. He was like, he took you on the ride with him. Like the, like the journey, listening to this album from start to finish. And I rolled to it. I'm like, oh shit. This young nigga dope. I'm like, he got something. And I, I messaged him like, I called him Lil Cuz, like Lil Cuz, you got you got something. Like keep going. Like don't don't stop. Like go with the momentum. Like fuck who sleep. Wake him up. <laughs> like then um one of my now, one of now, my, now, where, uh, now, now where he from? Is he in Memphis or he in the row? He's in Memphis. He's okay. been in Memphis uh, uh, a while. He, he grew up in Memphis, yeah. but you know, I know, I, he, I know who it is. Uh, me and his daddy real good friends. Yeah, yeah. Then um, this this artist named Moray, if I'm pronouncing his name right, it's M O R R A Y, and he got this cut called Quicksand. Whatever, and and uh, like. The storytelling of these some of these rappers are getting a, a lot better. Like his like his story took another one. Like he don't have a lot of music. He got like three songs on Spotify. And he took he it was another one he took me on a ride with him. Like I was like in my mind, I was there. I was in the car or something. In the sense it's like it was it was dope. Whatever. Uh, but they're just two of the, the things that I, I, I've been listening to this, this week. Whatever that that's been added to the to the to the playlist. Oh, okay, okay, I dig that. Um, couple things I got. I'm just flipping through my list. I'm trying to find this MC that I came across a while ago, and I didn't write his name down because it's a um, it's a little strange to pronounce. But I'll come back. To, oh, I found it. Um, Toby. Uh, yeah, yeah, dope. <laughs> that boy, dope, 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 dope. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love Toby. I love Toby and Fat. That's his wife's name, Fat. He called her Fat. I don't know. I don't know okay. her her real name, but it's Toby. Toby and Fat. Or... Yeah, Toby and Boy go hard. Boy go hard. 
He, yeah. yeah. But you know, uh, told me uh, in my playlist, I've been I've been throwing it back a little bit this week. I don't know what happened to me, man. I kind of got nostalgic for a second. Um, mm-hmm. um, I listened to um, Missy Elliott's first album. Um, shit, uh-huh. I just had it pulled up. What's the name of it? Uh, it's not under construction. It's uh, Super Duper Fly. Uh, again, yeah. that's one of them hip hop albums. That's a push play album. You put you you turn it on and you ain't gotta touch the skip button ever at all. Oh, um, that. Yeah. Um, and then come to come to find out, my daughter loves Missy Elliott. I didn't never expected it. I oh, put yeah. it in, and that's all she want to hear is. And she starts singing, "I can't stand the rain." She 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 loved that 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 sample. <laughs> but um, when Missy album dropped, I had just graduated high school and started going to school in Springfield. And so that album was mm-hmm. in my rotation heavily. Missy Elliott, Red Man, Muddy Waters, uh, Outkast, AT Aliens, and uh, SWV Week stayed in my stayed in rotation. Like, I don't think I played anything else that summer but those four albums. Um, but yeah, so Missy Elliott is one that's been in my playlist this week. Of course, I can't stop bumping that Goody Mob Survival Kit. Um, that's that revolutionary music. And I touch on that a little bit more later, but that man, good at Goody Mob go hard. Uh, that joint for my people, you can't do nothing but sing that hook. And then um, today I heard the radio and I had to go download the album and play it. And I, I felt like a little kid <laughs> dancing in the car coming home from dropping the baby girl off of school. Um, fucking uh, Bobby Brown, man. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Uh, the the uh, Don't Be Cruel album, Bobby Brown. Yo, man. Yeah. Um, for those that weren't alive when that album dropped, boy, that was some epic times. I think I was in uh, junior high when that album dropped. And, bro, yeah. uh, just, just the song list. Uh, my Prerogative, Tenderoni, Rock With You, Every Little Step, Don't Be Cruel. All my old heads know about that. When your auntie come back in the house, wherever the hell she is, you've been doing this for an hour and she ain't show back. Oh, she's, uh, she, she, she left me a, uh, a note. It's like, um, she has something to do. She, uh, she catches next, next, next episode. But ask your auntie about about Bobby Brown, the Don't Be Cruel album. That that's that's what I had. <laughs> that's what I had bumping this week, man. <laughs> so I took it I took it back a little bit. I took it back to grade school, uh high school, college, and then uh today. So that's kinda how I've been running with that. But um I mentioned the revolutionary music. If you listen to a lot of the MCs that had they start or they they, they heyday in the late 90s and early 2000s the music they putting out now is revolutionary music man it ain't it ain't it ain't yeah. really club club music it ain't stay on the corner music it's like get your mind right get focused and get your shit squared up and take care of business like uh Ooh, my... speaking, of, speaking of that i heard a song some similar to what you was talking about um it's called Colored Boys, Coda the Friend, Fote. Mm-hmm. And it's about black men getting, we getting ourselves together. Yeah. Whatever. It was like, it was kind of dope. And I was like, I just was, Sunday, I was just vibing out, just listening to some chill music, whatever. And, and that one of that song came on, like speaking to re, re, revolutionary in a sense. Yeah. Whatever. That might be one of those songs that, 
that that can help us just as well as as black men or even young black boys that, that's that need that help just as well yeah i mean and and songs like that uh goody mob and outcast have kind of always been revolutionary music um yeah of, of course common common just dropped a joint i think this summer like common dropped like four or five joints back to back to back that didn't get any uh any any big push and they all been i mean they, they, it's common that's what he do uh his joint's been like yeah but uh mc8 album that dropped this summer uh lessons dude that's about getting your money right like if that ain't revolutionary i don't know what it is um what, what's the name of it it's called lessons by mc8 hell the first I think the first six songs, first seven, eight songs is about getting your money right. And he ain't talking about selling dope or knocking off banks or robbing niggas. He talking about getting your money right, getting your shit together, getting squared up. Um, uh, Nipsey was dropping revolutionary music. Uh, Jay-Z, 444, was revolutionary. Um, again, you know, getting your mind together, getting it right. Just a lot of the cats, uh, T.I. joint, same way. A lot of cats that had they, they big they big boom in the 90s and 2000s are, are coming back and they're giving us their grown man music. And uh, it made yeah. me think about something. When I put you on to that, that Black Thought album and you said you couldn't uh, get into it because it was a little too grown for you, mm -hmm. That that's a good thing because it reminded me of something I have been doing with you for a long time is dropping little seeds on you. Shit you might not even be into right now, but I just kind of put them out there and then eventually you catch up to it. And the fact that you recognized that it was a little bit above your head, like that let me know that you didn't dismiss it, right? You no, just... like, you, like, cause one black thought is a hip hop legend. Like I heard a lot about black thought, like, so, me being a hip hop fanatic, I can't just, I'm, a, I'm not a divisive person, period. But when it comes to music, I try to give everyone a chance. Even if the shit suck, in a sense, like I'm not gonna say it suck, but- You may not like it. I don't like it. If yeah. I don't like it, it's not for me. I'm not gonna dismiss it, whatever. But like you like you said, like the Black Thought album, it's like, yeah, I listened to it. I'm like, he talked about some stuff that I'm not ready for yet. Shit, <laughs> like he spent some bars that I'm not, I'm not at that level of thinking just yet. Yeah, like um, maybe well, next year or maybe even three months from now, I might just go back to the Black Thought album. Yeah, and yeah. and call you like, "Cuz this shit, I know what you're talking about now. I get it." Like, but as far as at that point of 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 the conversation, oh, I wasn't ready for it just yet. Bruh, it's like, I listened to Goody Mob's first album, Cell Therapy, uh, right now, and I'm, I, I catch shit that I never heard 20 years ago. Like, yeah. I bumped Goody Mob because I liked organized noise, and I liked the music, and I knew the words, it's just that sometimes you hear words, and they don't make a connection for you just yet, because you haven't experienced enough, mm -hmm. you haven't lived through, through it to understand it. And then I go back and hear it again and be like, damn, these niggas was predicting the future. Like, I mean, so like, it's, it's just one of those things that, that you know, that's kind of like our job as the as the old heads is that I can't preach at you all the damn time. I can't be like, cuz you need to do this and do that and do that. Cause eventually you, you're gonna tune that shit out. What we gotta do, and it's talking to all the old heads out there and nigga, you an old head too to somebody. So don't think you just some young dude running around. You an old <laughs> head too to somebody. Uh, <laughs> 
but <laughs> but for you old heads, y'all like we need to just drop drop jewels, plant that seed, and walk away and let that thing do what it do. Uh, because mm-hmm. just like I, I wasn't trying to hear motherfuckers preach at me when I was 20, 25, 30 years old. But if you gave me something and it sat in my head, I might have came back to it two or three years later and been like, oh, that's what Big Cuz meant. That's what Unk meant. Okay, I got it. I got it. So I have been doing that with you for a while and just, just didn't realize it most of the time until you said that to me. And I was like, okay, like he didn't say he didn't like it. He just said he wasn't ready for it. So I dig that. I dig that. That's cool shit. That's cool shit. But yeah, man. Um, I don't know. Sips crack. You know what? Oh, uh, time for top three, bro. Time for top three. All right. All since right. we on the top three, let's let's keep it. Let's give this is this is about our women. Yeah. Of all walks of life. So, um, actress. Top three actress first. We're gonna okay. we're gonna give two categories when it comes to the top three. But okay. top three actresses for right now. All right. So the first one is top three actresses. You want me to go first? Or you wanna knock it off? You can go ahead. Alright. Whew, I hate going first, but all right, here we go. My top three actresses. <laughs> um bruh, I can't even front. I love me some Angela Bassett. Uh, Angela Bassett is my girl. Um, yeah, I like Angela Bassett. Um, my number two actress. It's probably because I've been watching this show again lately, but um, I enjoy watching her grow up in the show, and her acting even got better in the show, and you can see it. And that's um, make sure I say her name right before I start giving people the wrong flowers. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I got it right. It's uh Kyla Pratt. Oh, uh, you must yeah. be Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh and uh uh she's a very beautiful young lady too. Like she's gorgeous. Like you know, yeah. um it's it's kind of strange cuz like when I started watching the show, she was a little kid and then you watch her grow and blossom to this grown woman and my reaction to her wasn't the same as you see an already grown woman acting, right? Like, like I can recognize that Kyla Pratt is a very beautiful woman, but she's still Brianna on <laughs> on the show to me, right? She's still a little kid, Brianna. So I just see her as a beautiful as a beautiful woman, but definitely Kyla Pratt is uh, number two right now, and number three is a difficult one. Um, man, oh, bruh, you ain't gonna get this one, and she way older than me. But I used to watch them old black exploitation movies back in the day. They used to come on TBS late at night when you couldn't sleep. And yeah. uh, Pam Grier, bro, the original yeah, Foxy I, Brown, I know, uh, the original Foxy Brown, uh, Pam Grier, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, those, 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 are my three actresses right there. Yep. Okay. Your turn. Uh, give me Issa Rae. Ooh, actress, okay. director, um, Hell yeah. writer, highly intelligent Issa woman, Ray. highly intelligent. Yeah, woman. give me Gabby Wade, Gabrielle Union Wade. Okay, I like that. And give me Miss Jada Smith, Pickett Smith. Jada, okay, that's a good call. You gotta break them down. 
Issa, I, I started watching Insecure. Insecure is okay. a dope, dope show. Dope show. Dope show. Dope. Like, her, her rapping in the mirror to herself. <laughs> <laughs> like, then the little... The little, the little things like she had the Koozie sweater on one episode, like little, little gems. Just her outfit wear was black exploitation. Like you really, if you, if you know, you know. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Like then, um, Gabby. I just, I'm just in love with her. Like, <laughs> but um, her. Young, hot, older. Well, I'm not gonna say older. Her mature, young looking self. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like she doesn't get a lot of credit when it comes to acting. Like she's she had a show, um, just recently a spinoff from Bad Boys. Yeah, yeah, Fox. yeah. I saw that. It's actually not bad. Thinking. It's not bad. It's pretty good. I I don't. I'm gonna have to check it out, but I I, yeah. I saw it. Um, Jada's another one that like she gets the credit because of the, the stature of woman she's she's is, whatever, and her husband, this this the stature that they have. But mm-hmm. her her body of work alone from uh, damn, I should have said that the wrong damn movie. Uh, <laughs> from um, bad boys, it was on the tip of my damn tongue. Think like a man. But yeah, um, even her actor, even her younger days in um, in Boomerang, her little small little parts in Boomerang. She was in Boomerang. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like she wasn't. A, she wasn't a huge star because you had Eddie. Uh, yeah, Eddie, Hallie, and Robin. <laughs> yeah, like. Robin, Robin Gibbons, like she was a monster back then. Like you have those those statues of people, actors and actresses that molded a young Jada. Yeah. And to the to the, the the younger her the generation that come under her, whatever. Uh, Gabby like, show is L.A. finest. Okay. Yeah, it just these these three women and, and what they contribute to acting in movie writing and TV development is 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 dope. Like yeah, yeah. Like I, I respect that a lot. So the top three actresses we got mine are and they're they're, they're top three now. Favorite three, top three, whatever. That this 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 list is fluid, but we got. I got Angela Bassett, Kyla Pratt, and Pam Greer. The Cuz got Issa Rae, Gabrielle Union Wade, and Jada Pinkett Smith. That's a hell of a combination. Um, send us your uh, favorite three or top three women actresses of any age, any genre, at any time. Uh, hit us at any of the appropriate ads, or you can catch us at the Day One Podcast two one three at gmail dot com, and uh, we'll run those up for you. Uh, what you got next, Cuzzo? Singers. Ooh. Top three singers. Top women or men or how we doing it? Stay, stand with the women? We're going we to stick to the ladies. Stick to the ladies. Okay. Top three singers. You you got to start this one off. All right. Uh, 
I got Airy Linux. Ooh, yeah. I got Miss Lauren Hill. I call Ari Lennox Baby Badu. Uh, I got Mama Badu. Yeah, okay. Damn, boy. You got one of mine. You got two of mine, but I'll make it work. Um, You know, I saw Erica Badu in concert, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I saw her in concert. Um, It was a while ago. She came to St. Louis at the Fox, and she had uh, The Roots opening for her. And uh, that was a dope-ass concert. So The Roots gave us about 45 minutes a show. Dope-ass show. Dope 45 minutes. Had about an hour interlude, and Erica Badu came out and gave us two hours. Two hours, bruh. Non-stop, uh, uh, no breaks. I mean, I got a, uh, I got a, I got an honorable mention just as well. Okay. Um, Miss Whitney Houston. Yes, Miss Whitney. Yep, yep, yep. Definitely. definitely. Honorable mention. All right. So since everybody already know that Erica Badu would be on my list, for the sake of the list, we're not gonna double up. So I'm not gonna put Erica on my side uh but it is gonna cause me to think for a minute um <laughs> so a if you listen to the last episode you probably already know this but brandy is on my list um oh, oh. I, <laughs> bro i don't care man and my, and, and my wife know i love me some brandy like i told y'all <laughs> My my hoop dreams involve me going to LA to play basketball and like running into Brandy at a convenience store or a mall somewhere and then she falling madly in love with me and we, we get married. But um it ain't happened that way and I'm perfectly happy with my life the way it is. I ain't trying to change nothing, but that was the that was the dream way back when. So Brandy's definitely on my list. Um this is funny. This is a funny list. The second one is Mariah Carey. Yeah. Um, I was a huge Mariah Carey fan. Vision of Love is one of my favorite songs of all time. Uh her Butterfly album is my is my favorite album of Mariah Carey. Um I rocked that joint when I was in college too. Uh yeah, I like Mariah Carey. And to this day I hate Derek Jeter because he was like six three, six four, he wore number two, and he played shortstop, which were all my dreams, and then he dated Mariah Carey, so <laughs> Forever hate Derrick. Well, I don't really hate him. I don't really hate him, but you know what I mean. Like I don't like. I wasn't happy with his choice in life because it should have been mine. But again, not trying to redo life. I like my life just the way it is. I'm just saying, way back when. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, clean it up. <laughs> I got cleaned up. I cleaned up. Uh, but number three. Wow, so many, so many. Number three, number three. I can't put Lauren Hill because you got her. You got Erica Badu. Uh, Number three, I'm gonna do number three. And I'm gonna do an honorable mention. Number three has got to be Chrisette Michelle. Say that um, again. Chrisette Michelle. Who is that? Um, she's she's the singer. Well, most of y'all would know her from. She sung the hook on uh the uh, Aston Martin with Rick Ross. Ooh, I, okay, I know exactly who you yeah, who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I I love me some Chrisette Michelle. Got to see her perform live in St. Louis too. Um, she puts on a hell of a show. She opened for Music Soul Child that day. It's when her album had just came out. Um, yeah, she go she go hard. 
And then my honorable mention is Miss Patty LaBelle. Miss Patty. Miss Patty LaBelle, yes, sir. Um, if you are over the age of 35 and you ain't grow up with Miss Patty LaBelle in your house, I'm sorry, but you missed out. <laughs> sorry, your life is not as great as it could have been. Simple yeah. as that. But yeah, so Cuz got Ari Lennox, Lauren Hill, Erica Badu with Miss Whitney Houston, God bless her soul, as an honorable mention. Um, and then I got Brandy, Mariah Carey, Chrisette Michelle, and Miss Patty LaBelle as my honorable mention. So there you have it. Top three female singers, favorite three. It's a fluid list. Send us your top three picks and we'll get them on uh next episode or something like that. So that's how that's right. Uh but yeah, man, uh now for the little bit for the fellas, man, you know, cause cause we can't get too far from our sports. Uh yeah. bruh, NBA started back up. Um, uh, some news just dropped. Speaking of NBA, what you got, Mister Antetokounmpo? Five year, two twenty eight. I see it. Super Max. He just announced it on Instagram. I see it three minutes ago. I see it. Yeah, Mister Antetokounmpo. Big boy. Big boy. Okay, get that paper. Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Hey. Uh, y'all gotta make sure y'all y'all get him some help. Hey man, I'm gonna tell you. I'm, I'm gonna tell you something. I came to a realization this year. Championships don't matter that much. Only to only to us. A few. Now yeah, I'm gonna tell you. I'm, I'm gonna tell you when the championships matter. I'm gonna tell you when they matter. And boy, I'm gonna have a hard time editing out this show. Damn, we got some good content. Um, I'm gonna tell you when uh, championships matter. When you are trying to build your legacy and you want to add on to it, all right? Because I said this to you before, I don't believe championships are an indicator of a GOAT. Mm -hmm. Sorry, there's too many other factors that go into it, right? Because you're not not, going to sit here and tell me that Allen Iverson isn't one of the greatest players of all time. Yep. You're not going to tell me Carl Malone, Kevin Garnett, and Charles Barkley aren't three of the greatest players of all time. I mean, you just you, you're not gonna sit here. I'm not gonna listen to that bullshit. But if we gonna have an argument between two or three players, okay, then we can use championships to define that. But you talking about the greatest players of all time? Championships can't define that because there's so much more to go in championships. Mike don't get rings without Scotty. If exactly. if 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 Mike don't have Scotty, Carl Malone, John Stockton get two. You see, you see, dig what I'm saying? Like, like there's a whole lot that, that goes into that. But what yeah. does matter, what does solidify your legacy, or when people come after you, what do they see? Michael Jordan has a statue in front of Chicago Stadium. Mm-hmm. If Giannis never wins a ring in Milwaukee, he will be the most loved Milwaukee athlete in the history of sports. Probably more so yeah. in Wisconsin than Brett Favre. Yeah, because he bringing life back into a, a a formerly historic NBA franchise. Like we're talking about the Milwaukee Bucks, bro. When's the last time you had a conversation and it was about the Milwaukee Bucks? Shh. Ooh, live. Brandon yeah. Dennis was there, <laughs> and that was a short conversation. Yeah, like like, like the last time Milwaukee was relevant is when they had Oscar Robinson and Kareem. 
Um, they had Ray, but they wasn't relevant. Yeah, they had Ray. <laughs> <laughs> they wasn't relevant. <laughs> they had Gary Payton. They wasn't relevant. Yeah, I mean, so um, I have a question. What's we up? We was talking. We was, we was gonna get into it on Facebook, but I told you to wait. The Paul George signing. I need you to go in depth in that one. I need to go find that part. Yep, hold on. Find that. I'm gonna tell you my opinion on it while you go find the post. So I was looking at it as in the opposite way. I was like I was thinking about Kawhi. Mm-hmm. I'm counting somebody else's pockets at this at this point. <laughs> I'm counting somebody else's there pockets. Yep. So Paul George re-ups and his his payday equals out to two twenty eight just as well, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. Yeah. So Yep, two twenty six. Yep. Where that where does that leave the cat room for Kawhi? Like Kawhi doesn't re up to next summer, right? Whatever. Well, so, so yeah, them recouping Paul George, where does that leave Kawhi Leonard? So, first thing we got to understand is how money works in the NBA, right? So, regardless right. of your of what your salary cap is, you got spots, you got slots. Mm-hmm. I think each team can have. Two two super max before they hit the luxury tax. So you can go for a third, like Golden State did with uh, KD, or you know something like that, or like with um, mm-hmm. something similar to what Miami Heat did. But you got to pay into it. So the money's gonna be there for Kawhi, no matter what they do. Long as they don't sign another another player to a super max, Kawhi has his money. Second of all, Kawhi Leonard's the most overrated player in the NBA. Ooh. Flat out overrated. Not saying he's not good. I'm not saying he's not great. That boy is highly overrated. Shall I break that down for you? I didn't see coming. Shall I break that one coming? You got to. You got to. Okay. You got to because I can't disagree or agree. All right. You ready for it? With that one. Ready for it? Go ahead. His first finals MVP was with who? The Spurs. The Spurs. Who's on that team? Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan, Martin Ginobili, Tony else? Parker. Yep. Okay. Uh, so, Boyd, Dial. We can stop there. We can stop there. You made the point. Those three players. <laughs> Duncan, Parker, Ginobili, right? All right. Right. I think I think Ginobili's a great player, but he's a, he's a Hall of Fame role player, um, but great at what he does. In, in the NBA, he's a Hall of Fame role player. Uh, in the world, he's a superstar. Um, but mm-hmm. the, the two stars on that team – were Tony Parker and Tim Duncan, right? When you are right. scheming for a team to play against a team, no one was scheming for Kawhi Leonard, right? All the schemes were for Duncan and Parker and keep an eye on Ginobili, which means that Kawhi mm-hmm. Leonard probably wasn't even being defended by the third best defender on the team. And he wasn't getting double teamed, so he had free reign. He took advantage of the situation, which is what he's supposed to do. Jonathan taught me that. You're an NBA basketball player. You're supposed to do that, right? Okay, so he so right. he gets that Finals MVP because he stepped up in the situation he wanted. But he also had two other greater players at that time. 
right? Pop would have traded right. Kawhi if if Duncan and Parker said trade him or we leaving. Kawhi would have got traded. Okay, at that point. Right. right. So you got that. Then he goes to Toronto. The year before he the year before he got to Toronto, what did they do? Um, they got beat by LeBron in the conference finals. And they had the best record in the league. Yeah. Because okay. um they coach just won coach of the year. Coach of the year, then he got fired. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. He just went coach of the year and got fired. Okay, so he goes there in the swap for DeMar DeRozan. Okay, cool. Was Kawhi the leader of that team? Hell no, Kyle Lowry was. was that Kawhi, was Kyle Lowry's team. Was Kawhi asked to do anything but score and play basketball? No weight. No. He didn't. He didn't help anybody get better. He just he was he was the, he was a little better player than Demar Derozan, right? Oh shit! Now I, I'm far from done. I, like I saw it. Yeah. But He's a, I see. I see where you're coming from. He's a little better player than Demar Derozan, but he did not make anybody better. The team just added a slightly better piece. They didn't have to face LeBron. They faced a damaged uh, Golden State team. I'm not, not making an excuse. I'm just laying out the facts. They faced a damaged Golden State team. He won a championship. Okay. Now all the hype is built up. This man's supposed to be Jordan esque, right? A great leader, a hard worker, all that. But then he gets to the Clippers, right? Would they make a second round exit? Made a second round exit, bro. And y'all were healthy. With all your pieces. In a bubble. <laughs> Mr. Shannon Sharp reminds Skip every day. <laughs> yeah, all your pieces. <laughs> I you early. All right. I so, so so Kawhi's supposed to be this great, this great leader, this great ball player. Like he's a great ball player. But for what he was pumped up to be, he's highly overrated. You will never win a championship with Kawhi Leonard as your number one. So you basically got two number twos out in L.A. Now, here comes the well, other the side Clippers. of that. Here comes the other side of that. Paul George says something that he got clowned for, and he was wrong for saying it, but he was right. He was wrong for saying mm -hmm. it. He was right. Doc Rivers didn't use him properly. He didn't. But in a sense. That's not why they lost. That's not yeah, those things like, That's not why they lost. Like that's that I can I, I can hold on. I'm gonna let you finish your point. Yeah, yeah. So that's not why they lost. He shouldn't have said it because you lost and you don't throw your head coach under a bus like that. I don't care if he's gone or not, you just don't do that. But mm. like you let somebody else say that for you. But it was true. He wasn't being used used properly. Now, I'm not saying Paul George is more than what he was. He just wasn't used properly. Now, to get to the point I made to you on Facebook, name a better player that the Clippers could have signed than Paul George. It's, it's, it's none out there that none. does the okay. things that Paul George does. Okay. Now, if they Unless don't... Unless you go across the street or down the hall and go get LeBron James. But he wasn't coming. They, they couldn't get him. <laughs> right. They they can't get him. Like there are better players, but none the Clippers can get. Right. right. Second, if they don't sign him to that contract, and it's fifteen other teams out there that, that, that will sign Paul George in a heartbeat. Yeah. For the max. For the max. So if you don't sign him, you lose him. Right? All right. right. He made he makes that much money because based on his time in the league and his previous contract, that's his slot. 
So if you want to sign yeah. him, you got to give him that. Like, there's no negotiation in that. It was like either we're going to give him this contract or we'll give him nothing. All right? I mean, and that's those are my points on that. Like, they have to sign him. They, you have to. Now, after this contract, you know, depending on how he play this one out, he may not get another contract ever again. He may get another max, or he may get something in, in between. But where he is right now, you got to sign Paul George. He has to perform better in the playoffs. Yeah. To me, regular season doesn't matter. Shit, anybody can give you buckets all season long. But you got to perform better in the playoffs. To you me, that's, that's, where the, that's where your money counts to yeah. most. Yeah. But see, I think that, that Doc Rivers was expecting um, Kawhi to be the LeBron, the Michael, the Kobe, the Steph, and Kawhi ain't that guy. And so he played it as Kawhi's number one and Paul George's number two. But to be honest with you, Paul George ain't even a number two. Paul George is a number one. He's just not an elite number one. Like, he is an elite ball player. He carried, he, but he's he carried not, that, that, that Indiana team. Yeah. He just ran he to the bus I called LeBron. Yeah. He just he just faced LeBron with LeBron. LeBron was basically on a Terry had Wade and Box on his side. Like you really can't do much with that. <laughs> like Nah. I mean Pop, so I mean Doc I mean, <laughs> Right. I mean so um I mean Paul George is just not a top tier number one. Like, yeah. Paul George is the kind of number one you got loading with players around him. He needs two or three other players around him who are really good. He's not like a LeBron number yeah. one, where LeBron really don't need a second star. Well, he didn't before he getting older, so he does now. But he never really needed a second star. He just needed players to hit shots. Yeah. Where, where Paul George ain't going to win with a team like that. Paul George is going to need a team with some, uh, some, some ballers. He's just going to lead them. Yeah, so, yeah. Because Kawhi's not a leader. No, Ka- Kawhi is a Kawhi is a is a guy that gets up, punches in, does his job, and goes home. He ain't making you better. He not mentoring. Matter of fact, I think I think Kawhi makes the team worse with his attitude and his special requ- his special requests. Like yeah, I, like like me personally, I tell Kawhi to kick rocks. You either come to practice or you either come to practice and play when we say, or you can catch these fines. Cause you ain't brought yeah. me no ring. You ain't I brought heard. me no rings. Cause you see how my curl came out. What he had to say, whatever. Yeah. Like, shit. They was they trying to get they they really didn't want to sign Pat Bev back. Well, they had no other choice because he was still on the contract. But yeah. they are. It was it's rumored where they trying to shop around Luke. Yeah, cause Lou old. Lou can they still get it, but Lou is old. Pat Bev around. Yeah. What, what's out there? But see, the thing is, Pat Bev is not a championship starting point guard. No. If Pat, Be- if Pat Bev is your starting point guard, you ain't winning no ring. Because he's not a point guard. He's a like, defender. He plays the point guard position. He's a, he's a defender. But he's not the point guard. He's a defender. Bring him he off can, the bench. He can hit you. He can, he can give you. Six to ten points a game. 
Yep. If he get hot, he might give he could probably give you possibly fifteen to twenty if he's hot. Yeah. But on the average night, he probably give you six to twelve points a night. At the most. Maybe three assists. Whatever, like Lou Lou Will is a scorer. He's not a point guard. Yes, he plays the point guard two guard position, but he's a scorer. That's what Lou. That's how Lou Will made his the money he made now by being a scorer, coming off the bench, give, dropping buckets. Right. Like you, you can't actually you can't. He's not really a, a a a hell of a ball. Like he 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 has the handles, but. He's not a ball distributor. He's no Chris Paul or Ricky Rubio or um, nah, nah, nah. Rajon Rondo type. Like, like he's a gritty baller. He can be a glue guy. He's like a short. He's a he's a point guard version of Draymond. Yeah. In the right system, he's 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 priceless. Right. But in every other system, he's just another another guy. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, so that that's that's kind of what that is, man. You know. But uh, shit, bro, this show been fun. It's been it's, this phone call been fun, cause <laughs> uh, we got to do a, we got to do the football, cause I watched football yesterday. Okay, oh, I've been okay, last week. Okay, yeah, what you got for I me? Been, what you got I've for me? Come on, come on. So uh, last night I watched the Ravens and uh, the Browns. That's a good game. And the the person and the person I was watching it with, I asked questions. Okay, I mean, he's 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 he's. Priceless, right? But in every other system, he's just another another guy. Exactly. Yeah, but I mean, so that that's that's kind of what that is, man. You know, but uh, shit, bro, this show been fun. It's been it's, this phone call been fun, cuz. <laughs> uh, we gotta do a, we gotta do the football because I watched football yesterday. Okay, ah, I've been okay. Last week. Okay, yeah, what you got for I me? Been, what you got I for me? Come on, come on. So uh, last night I watched the Ravens and uh, the Browns. That was a good game. And the, the person and the person I was watching it with, I asked questions. Okay. Without it was like um, Lamar had four sacks. I'm like um, one of the plays where he he picked up his fourth sack. Whatever. Well, the other team picked up the fourth sack on him. It was like he slipped. I'm like how how did because they didn't touch, they touched him. Mm-hmm. The way it was explained to me, he was like, he, they they got over the line of scrimmage, and he was touched. Even if he was damned down, he was touched. Mm-hmm. So it's considered a sack. Right. I'm like, damn, this shit, like, this shit sounds stupid. <laughs> it it, it, it kind of like, does. Yeah. But it's a... I'm like, then... That's a technical sack, but it still counts. Yeah. Then I'm like... I was just watching the game to the to the halftime. I'm like, this is gonna be a slugfest between who gonna catch which was who gonna outrun who or who gonna uh, throw the ball who, who receivers gonna catch the most, whatever. And which I was right in a sense, yeah. not being a huge 40, football 40, fan. Seven forty-two or something like that. Um. Yeah, forty-seven to forty-two. With um, Jalen Tucker nails the game with a field goal for forty-seven forty-two to win in the fourth quarter on a shoot. With, uh, 
over the team, and Lamar Jackson had like it was it was out there fucking look like Vic yeah. without the oh. arm. Yeah, that's Vic. That's that's that's. Uh, people keep saying that he a better version of Vic. I don't think so. I think he's a great no, quarterback. I don't I know. About, I don't know a lot about Vic, but I knew. I know at least. I know as much as Vic had an arm. The difference. He the could, difference with the difference with Jackson and Vic is I think Jackson learned from Vic's mistakes. Michael Vic even said that when he first came in the league, he didn't even read playbooks. He just went. He just took the snaps. Like let's see what happens, right? And right. then uh, when 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 he got bounced out the league and had to come back, then he had to take the game more seriously and he learned it. Where I think Jackson. Because he was drafted by the GM and the coach, like he's been embraced and he's taking the game more seriously. So from a from a cerebral perspective, I think Jackson is better. But just watching him play, uh, he got a while before he catches to Vic. He might be a little faster than Vic, but Vic was flashier yeah. in the open field. Vic can embarrass you like crazy, crazy good. Yeah. But like that that was a good game I, I that was a slug fest it was a shootout uh the browns are surprising me i got a hey, before the year started i didn't think the browns were going to win five games because they're cleveland browns and now shit, with the with the right with the right moves and the shit fall the right way we could see a, a browns chiefs uh afc championship game which would be pretty cool because uh, uh the, I, I saw the score of the chiefs they blew out whoever i forgot who they was playing they blew out Miami, them i mean i think I think it's Miami is playing. Uh, yeah, my, uh, my Eagles got a win. It was um, him versus Tua. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, you see my guy uh, Jalen Hurts down in Philadelphia get the win over the Saints. Yeah. So yeah, um, bench yeah. Wentz. Keep keep him on the bench. Uh, the future is in Hurts. Wentz is. Um, I don't know what happened. I, th- I think he's a good quarterback. He's just not a fit for us in Philly, man. He needs to. We, we need to get something for him, uh, and kind of go with that. But like I said, I I'm not even paying attention to the NFC East right now because hell, the the no name Washington football team is in first place. Like they sorry. Yeah, they beat, the, the they defense beat, is great. They beat Pittsburgh the other day. Yeah, yeah, they defense they is, is, is ridiculous. They first yeah. Then Pittsburgh come back and lose to Buffalo. Yeah. Then they come right back and lose to Buffalo. Um, yeah, Buffalo beat day. that ass. Yeah. Buffalo beat that ass. I see. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Pittsburgh is. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. They. I think they can be a contender, but now they're back to the mm-hmm. pack. They fell back into the pack. Like teams ain't scared of them no more. And it's the NFL, man. The, the NFL is a very intelligent league. You can't do anything for too long. Uh, that's why first time yeah, quarterbacks uh, have have great success. Yeah, cause I like I realized that with the NFL, um, shit changes in a week. And once one team like, figure you out, the whole league figure you out. Yeah, like shit changes in a week. Like a whole week can make a huge difference in the NFL. Yep. Like a huge difference. Like, like it's 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 it's, it's funny that way. Like, cause I asked, cause I I was just like. Like I said, I've been doing my research. Like I didn't know they had clocks on the field. Little simple shit. Yeah. That I didn't. I, I didn't know. Like I was just trying to figure it out. Like I didn't want to sound like a fool because I'm like I know high school is a is a clock on the field. College is a clock on the field. I'm like I'm just sitting there thinking. I'm like yeah, I see the score on the bottom of the screen. I'm like how do they know how much time they got left? He was like it's a it's a clock down there on the field. Yeah, whatever. I'm like, all right, in the east end zone. 
Yeah, I like I just was trying to make sure that I, I wasn't tripping. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wasn't tripping. Right. I ain't sound like a fucking I like I ain't sound like a fool. Like Yeah. I was sipping a little bit. So <laughs> I tell you what, man, when uh when uh this when when this when this COVID shit let up, um we'll find some tickets to an NFL game, man. We'll go. You enjoy it. It's a it's it's a pretty cool experience. Uh the only thing I don't like about going to NFL games is you're only gonna see one game today. Yeah. Because you're gonna spend all your time in the stadium and then you're gonna spend the rest of your time after that game getting home. So you're not gonna see the second half of the of the day. But the experience in the stadium is good. Um as long as we go before October, because cuz don't do shit outside when it's cold. Unless we go to like Indianapolis or someplace that got dome. Cause um I don't I don't I don't fuck with the wintertime. I, I ain't built like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, but, yeah. but yeah, man. Uh, uh, Sunday NFL is pretty exciting. It has a pretty good games going on. Uh, I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, I'm playing fantasy football this year and get my ass kicked. Um, I won like four shit, four shit. weeks in a row, but then it wasn't enough. I'm shit, just, I play I'm, I play fantasy league too. I got the um, I got NBA fantasy just as well. Yeah, whatever. That's a lot easier to understand. Right. Man, man, let me tell you, uh, the fantasy football league I'm in, uh, I'm playing with a bunch of cats I grew up with, and we all assholes, and we play for money, and I'm losing. And so it don't feel good (laughs) to get your ass kicked by people you know. I'd rather get my ass kicked by strangers. Yeah, because, uh, shit, I'm six, I'm six and seven in week 15. I think I'm in. See, we got we got we got a ten team league. I think I'm third place in my division. Might be fourth place now, but hell, it ain't first place. And if you ain't first place, you ain't winning. So that's what that is. Yeah. But, uh, man, that looks like the date. That's an hour and forty five minutes of, of of content. I got to slice up over the next day or two. So, uh, man, cuz tell everybody how they can reach us. Um. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook page at the Day One Podcast two one three, Gmail um the same Day One Podcast two one three at Gmail dot com. Um, I'm the social media guy, so I get back if you got any questions or uh, any merch uh that you want to be promoted on the show or you want to interview. Artist or a uh, rapper or singer or clothing designer, anything in those th- that nature. Um, feel free if you know me, you can you can always hit me personally. If you don't know me, you can hit us at the proper ads on the social media sites, whatever. Cool shit, man. Uh, so yeah, y'all know how to get work something out with us. Whatever, and yeah. we just go from there. Again, yeah. uh, everything that you need to know—if you don't understand me—it'll be in the description below. Just, just as well, you can always click on the the, uh, the links, whatever. And that's that's really it. Man, cool. That sounds like a day. Um... What I want to tell everybody is uh, wash your hands, wear your mask, wash your ass, be safe out there. Um, 
just want to give a couple of day one shout outs, of course, uh, to the Cuz, the family, Anthony, man. You know, you've been we've been down since the beginning. Uh, love you, Cuz. Um, love you too, cousin. Yep, appreciate it. I want to say what's up to Big Cousin Sean for always giving us a, a place to hang out and drink and talk shit and do dumb shit. <laughs> And uh, get that good value right. information. <laughs> um, Want to say what's up to the cuz down in Nashville, Terrence doing his thing, holding it down, probably your man. And uh, want to say what's up to my homeboy uh, Larry Wilkins up there in the shy, uh, keeping together. And of course, uh, Michi, yow, uh, Mo Pesci, the good fella. You got anything? Uh, let me give a shout out to my pops. I'm a did. I'm gonna give a, a special shout out to my pops. Whatever, Ronnie Jackson Senior. Like I appreciate everything that you that you've done this this far for me, and this this um this grieving process. Whatever, um, my homeboy JD Dorch, my sister Janice. Um, like I I appreciate each and every one of y'all, family friends. Thank you for being here for me once again, and I, I love y'all. Oh, and uh, before we go, my nephew Quincy, man, the yellow light means slow down. So slow your ass down for you tell your shit up. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that boy, I, that boy wild. I gotta give one one special lady that's that's been rocking in my life for the when I was still in my daddy nutsacks. <laughs> my grandma. For the ones who do know about Ms. Rovina, like that lady, she's a strong woman, beautiful black woman. Like if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be half the man that I am. But I would like, she's, she's my world, she's my heart. Like, grandma, I love you, and thank you for everything. And I'm out. Yeah, love y'all. Day one podcast. Day one for the day one.